because people don't have the the necessarily household income coming in, you start to see people that may or may not um, take care of things the way they need to do because there there is a certain lack of inequities and there's a certain lot lack or this certain type of depression that you see within those communities. And so what happened is we put a bank in the heart of that. And then before you know it, people started to spruce up their own businesses, you know, and then we work with this, we work with the, the local town to, to, to implement a facade program. Um, and then the mayor at that particular area starts to also look into different grants that's available to really help spruce up the local landscape and the businesses. And then you start looking into the grants that's out there for streetscaping. So when you walk down the street, you can ride a bike and feel like this. everybody welcome back to another episode but this is a live episode it's not just another episode we don't do this often but when we do we do what we do all it is what it is podcast i'm your host cody kelly three best podcasts i say on the planet look like share subscribe you know what it is connect with your boy on youtube subscribe to the channel youtube is cb space k instagram at underscore cbmk underscore global Follow me directly at cvmk33, cvmkglobal.store, where the best fitness supplements and apparel is. I got my own brand. I got it right here. Super Mario. Get this today. www.cvmkglobal.store. And on TikTok at cvmk. If you don't know, it's a common theme. Uh, global. We have with us an amazing guest. Just an amazing person who decided to enter into the realm of politics. So with that being said, let's welcome our guest. Christopher Parker. Chris, how you doing today? I'm well. Well, glad to be here. I'm looking forward to getting getting uh, down and dirty with some information and what's happening in our local town. Cool, cool. Well, look, first off, you know, my question, anytime I have anybody on here, I don't care if it's a pastor, I don't care if it's a business leader, I don't care who it is, it's why, you know, with everything that's going on, you have extremism on both sides. Um, politics just seems to me like a turnoff. You know, it's needed. Obviously, it's needed because if you get the wrong individual in, it can become chaos. But why? Like, what pushed you and motivated you to do this? Yeah, I think it's a very appropriate question. I think to your to your point, uh, one of the biggest things that we're finding out is that a lot of people are turned off by um, I, when I look at politics. I look at local government and being able to impact change. Some people look at uh, uh, politics through the lens of politicians. Um, and when you look at when you look at it through a lens of necessarily politicians, then you start to see where a lot of people may uh, maybe experience disgust because of, of poor character or folks that are leading and, and are participating in these roles that just really don't have the people's uh, interests uh, in mind. Uh, one thing that's unique about me and my situation and my decision to run is because out of the last, let's say, 39 years of me being on this on this earth, um, Probably 37 of those years I've lived in this district that I'm looking to um, lead. Uh, and what that means is, is that, you know, my my family is here. Um, I have my grandmother, my mom, um, my brothers, my sisters, um, family members, uh, church friends, colleagues, 
I mean, just a lot of people that I, I deeply care about uh, live in this in this particular district. And so my why is very, very simple. It is because I have, have had some fortunate experiences in life. And I think that when it comes down to it, the very thing that our district needs are things that I believe that I can my leadership will provide. Um, and when I look at the, the past 20 plus years uh, from an economic development standpoint in our time, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some equity uh, come across our district, whereas where you do see a lot of opportunity financially that comes across the table, you typically see that um, in our far west side. Um, and I would like to see some of that to come um, back towards the near west side and the east side areas of our town to really make sure that we can improve the quality of life of all those people that are near and dear to me um, and those folks that I don't know that I'm looking forward to know. That That's why I'm in the race. I like that. So paint a picture for us. So I'm, I'm not a resident of mm-hmm. Joliet. Um, you know, I, I live here in Chicago. I live in the great neighborhood of Bronzeville. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Bronzeville. So, you know, obviously there are a lot of synergies and similarities, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But there are distinct differences. Mm-hmm. Chicago is a different beast. Uh, than Joliet uh, might be the same animal, but definitely never in peace. Tell me what what is missing from this kind of ecosystem? Yeah, no, I think that's a very appropriate question. It's a great question. I think people, when it's all said and done, I think what we're missing in our particular town um, is simply uh, synergy around uh, uniting people, uh, collective impact. That's the biggest thing that I think that we're we're missing out on. Um, the problem with with lacking that is when it comes down to real change and when it comes down to people um, participating in what they want to see for their town, you kind of see people go ghost. Um, you kind of see people um, you know, not participating and just finding their ways of staying busy and, and going involving in this circle where there's just lack of uh, a number of things that people are looking to experience. But not a, not enough happening in a town to really bring around the type of economic development and economic sustainability to really see things turn around and change. And I think when it's all said and done, I think I, I want to make sure that District 4 has an opportunity to really get involved, to really take part of what's happening in our town so that way we all collectively can make it what we want. And I think when you start looking at, even if you look at Bronzeville 20 years ago, people never, well, I shouldn't say never, many people never envisioned is seeing what it is today. And now you look at it today, it's just, I mean, it is a place to be. It's a place to belong. People are, are, are moving and raise their families there. And, um, and, and the amenities and everything it, it offers it's, it's allowing people to live the rest of their lives there in, in building and in, in bridging families and neighbors and uh, in, in those particular parts. And so I think when I look at, at that, I look at Joliet as being a similar place to where when I look at what we can accomplish when we, uni- when we unite and, and really um, look at forging ahead to make sure we want we get the best that we can uh, work hard to get. Um, I think to me, that's that's what we're missing. And I think that's one of the unique things that my campaign would offer. I like it. I like it. Look, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors and we'll come back. We're going to dig a little bit deeper and we're going to really unveil that vision of what it will mean for Joliet number four. There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. 
All it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CBMK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cbmkglobal.store. Awesome, man. We're black again. So, hey, uh, black is back again. So, what is, so, you know, we talk about this vision, right? I mean, it takes a lot of work um, to cultivate this new horizon, right? To transfer, or not transfer, but create equity, right? It's not an issue of, you know, misplacing anyone, but it is an issue of adding on to what already exists. How are you going to specifically do that? Yeah. You know what? You know, you, great question. I, I, I love that question because it really it really will will come down to um, leadership. Uh, it, it really having something innately on the inside that speaks to and allows um, someone to stand up and say, I'm going to lead people. I am going to gather people. And then really to get them in a room and allow them to start solving the problems. Um, that to me, so specifically what I would like to do is when I look at our theme with rallying our neighbors for United District 4, uh, what I think about is who are our neighbors? Who are the people that we're trying to get together, rally them and unite them for the work that we're trying to accomplish? Well, um, you start looking at your local religious leaders. You start looking at your nonprofits. You start looking at your your small businesses, who is you know very important part of of really um, transforming communities. You start looking at your local health hubs, your hospitals, your your community center, your mental health wards. You start looking at your local park district, your local school districts, your local first responders, your neighborhood associations, your fresh fruit grocery. So you you take these entities, and then you you put them in a room and you start asking. The you know the big questions the the you know the the hey where where how do you see us going what are your particular issues and then what you start to realize is that a lot of these folks are having some of the same issues and then what you do is once you start literally gathering these folks together and really identifying that hey we're all in the same boat we're more alike than we are not uh, we're all experiencing the same headaches and, and some of the same pain points other people are. Then you start to see that at the end of the day that there's some people that are sitting right across from you that really wants what you want. And then what you start to do is start, start turning that conversation to now that we have some synergy around, we all want some similar, some, some of the similar things. You know, how do we start really moving forward? How do we start making this thing happen? So then, and then what you typically do is after that, you, you got the people in the room and you start looking at forging ahead. Then what you do is you literally have this whole idea of trying to put together a vision that really speaks to the majority. You're not going to make everybody happy, but you got to start developing a vision that speaks to the majority. And then after you do that, now you've got the stakeholders that's willing to jump in because they feel like they're at a point to where they've got some people that's going to carry some of the weight. And then after that part, then, then that comes the hard work. And that means that we have to really maybe start bringing in some some experts and, and really start looking at some of the various solutions that some neighboring communities have already accomplished. And so you're able to learn. I mean, imagine if, if some folks from 
around similar towns is able to come in and talk about, you know, how they've gotten to where they've gotten. You know, those things are going to uh, are going to resonate. And then what you do is you, that allows us to start from a place to where somebody's already been versus start from scratch. And then, of course, the last thing I'll say is I'm really, really um, uh, my campaign is really going to be focused on really that that personal self-care. Um, because I think that at the end of the day, if you take your leaders and your leaders are trying to carry too much, um, they don't go further faster because of not having proper, uh, appropriate uh, self-care. So that's another part of things that we'll have to work as a city, as a town, to make sure that the folks that are that has to care, do the heavy lifting uh, along with us, that we're practicing self-care. So one of the things that I, I'm looking to do in the future is even looking at a, a self-care walk. Um, for folks to come in and really get the information that they need. I mean, imagine us all trying to transform our communities, but we're we're not taking care of ourselves. We're we're you know we're we're running to health concerns. So there's a number of things I, I, that that I would like to see happen to help um, really move this thing along. Uh, and and a large part of it is really rallying neighbors so we can unite to do the collective work uh, for collective impact. I like that. This rallying of consensus, right? The rallying of neighbors for a collective uh, vision, for a collective impact, for collective work. But do you think that there's an appetite for that? Because it seems like as cool as that sound, and it seems like that would be the goal for every leader, how to build bridges, commonalities, create, you know, a force to move forward with. Right now, the name of the game is Conquer and Divide, right? It's like, how do I say me versus you? You know, nitpick on any single thing, you know, become extreme stance on any single thing. Um, and it seems like that's the flavor of the day. And you're presenting and say, no, you know, I don't know if I want, you know, macadamia nut. This is, uh, you know, cocoa, you know, cookie dough. Um, how, how do you, right? How do you not get tainted by the reality of what you're about to basically embark upon? Yeah, Cody, you know, I, I say that that what you're speaking to is even larger than what you may even imagine with the question that you ask relative to District 4. Um, District 4 is comprised of a, a portion of African-Americans uh, and, and also a significant uh, a portion of Latino brothers and sisters. And what you're talking about is when you when you have folks that that don't have hope or don't believe that anything will change. How do you build something that's innate inside of them that will allow them or cause them to even want to show up to be a part of the collective impact and the collective action? Um, and I think that it's a very, very great question. And so here's my simple thoughts on it. Um, when you you we have to find a way to make this personal for individuals. One of the biggest things that's happening that's in our local town is we are we are in the middle of. Uh, of going through a transition of water. We were traditionally on uh, well water and that's run out. So now we're looking at, uh, we, we have, uh, I believe we have secured um, a whole different um, uh, uh, process of, of how we would handle, uh, handle our water. Right. Well, with that said, uh, the, Jolly, uh, the Jolly City Council currently has made that decision and uh, has, of course, I believe, listened to residents. But, you know, the end game of that is our water bills are going to go up. Well, you look at the senior citizens and you look at those folks that are on, on fixed incomes. Well, their water bill uh, tripling in, in um, tripling over you know three and four times 
um, you know, that's not acceptable for them. And so then we have to figure out how to work together to try to figure out what 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 the uh, solutions are for that. So we can make sure that, you know, where folks are in their mind saying that they don't want to involve themselves in the political or local landscape of things. Well, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's going to impact us all personally. And so I think that's how you dig deep. That's how you 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 uh, engage people and you have to talk to people, listen to them enough to see where the pain point is um, and, and go from there. Danny Davis once told me one time, you know, Chris, if you know, at the end of the day, if, if you don't do politics, politics to do you. Um, <laughs> he, he, he said that in, 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 in the spirit of right. hey, at the end of the day, when it comes down to what's important for your neighborhoods. Right. If you don't get involved, there there is a severe uh, uh, you know impact uh, when you don't get involved. And so I I think his his overall passion and goal was there is hey get involved locally and and let's help make a difference. Let let's help rally the troops and let's unite so we can make sure we can have a greater impact. We need people to get involved. I, I like that. I like the rallying of the troops. That was a great point. Bringing up with the water was not aware of that. Uh, we think about the water crisis that's happening in Jackson, Mississippi right now, and a lot of this stuff can be avoided because we already knew it was coming. So, when somebody comes to you and says, okay, Chris, I get it, water, all right, we can agree. I don't think you're going to split hairs over the water issue. You might get a, you know, 5% faction that thinks that, you know, raise the prices and screw everybody else, but for the most part, you're, you're going to get, we need clean drinking water and we need it affordable. You know, no controversy there. What about the issue of safety? You know, I'm sure that's where the rubber meets the road. It says, but Chris, mm-hmm. you don't know. I don't like the way Joliet is going. It's turning into the South Side. What do you say to that individual? You know, it, it is probably the number one issue that's facing District 4. Mm-hmm. So thank you for bringing that up. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to talk about that. Safety and security is very, very important. It is something that is not going to be solved overnight. Uh, and I say that because I do think this. What's up? I'm super pumped. Just got done with another workout. It's your boy, CBMK33, Connect Man Instagram. And on the business page of CBMK, I'm so global. You know how I get through it. You know how I get that pump look. <laughs> Best pre workout on the market. www.cbmkglobal.store. Some people think that it is going to be resolved overnight. It is not. I think if you ask me the the number one way that you start to impact um, safety and security and crime is through economic development. And that's a a personal specialty of mine. Um, One of the things that I can tell you is I think that when you look at infrastructure, when you look at dilapidated homes and buildings that that can really afford to be rehabbed and, and the city can work with their own properties to find better ways to use those particular um that those particular uh, types of infrastructure to bring about that 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 scale of, of economy that's when you start to see things change and that's when you start to see communities t- start to turn around I'll give you an example um where I work at currently um as a bank vice president we put a new branch uh, in 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 the heart of a low to moderate income community, when you look at low to moderate income communities, typically what you do is you start to see because people don't have 
the the necessarily household income coming in, you start to see people that may or may not um, take care of things the way they need to do because there there is a certain lack of inequities and there's a certain lot lack or this certain type of depression that you see within those communities. And so what happened is we put a bank in the heart of that. And then before you know it, people started to spruce up their own businesses, you know, and then we work with this, we work with the, the local town to, to, to implement a facade program. Um, mm-hmm. And then the mayor at that particular area started to also look into different grants that's available to really help spruce up the local landscape and the businesses. And then you start looking into the grants that's out there for streetscaping. So when you walk down the street, you can ride a bike and feel like this looks better. You know, and I think when it, what all comes down to it is, you know, when we get with the folks that and, and unite our neighbors that that specializes in, in economic development, uh, it's one of those things that that uh, is going to make a huge difference. You know, Lion Electric just came into Will County, and they're they're um, uh, in in, uh, in in the Joliet region. And when you talk about you know electrical cars and and that type of you know outfit that's now um, impacting that's now in our local our local front here, right in our neighborhoods. You know, you start to think about there are people that are willing to come here and and that we should literally work with them to see more additional investments in size of towns that they may not want to be in. And so as you start looking at these, this thing from an equitable lens, what you start to find out is you talked about earlier, this ecosystem. How do you really position your town to make sure that the monies are, 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 are passed out or the monies are our structure to where we're able to get a fair shape so we can see the the type of development that we would like to see that we see in other parts of our town. And I think those are some of the things that you start to, to start to look at when you're trying to um, uh, to impact crime and safety. Well, here's another thing. I think that when you look at the statistics, you'll find out that home ownership is a big key and in helping making sure that people have an opportunity to own their own homes. If, if people uh, own their homes, they're more likely to take care of their home more. They're more likely to have uh, a, a little bit more buy-in when looking at how their facade uh, looks and appears. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, if we can build home ownership and make sure that um, that that not only are we working with the financial sector, but we also are working with individuals that are probably so close to experiencing home ownership, they just need an opportunity to learn and grow. District 4 needs to be at the forefront of making sure that those particular items are being done from the, from the heart and passion of building people up uh, from an economic development standpoint. It does a world of good for our communities. And I think as you start to see these things happen, I think you'll start to see a town that people care more about um, and that people will 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 um, stand up, and if they see something, they'll say something. That's one of the biggest issues yeah. with safety and security. People just don't say anything. Um, and I think uh, you know, the more buy-in people have, the more that they'll they'll want to make sure that they'll clean up their neighborhoods, and they will participate in making sure that something is said to make sure we're able to reduce crime. Those are the things that I've seen happen, and I, I hope to bring that to district four. I, I, I like it. I got a. Few more questions. We got a, you know a few more minutes, so I gotta want to throw some deep seated questions in here. You know, um, when it comes to truth, mm-hmm. you can have a fact and a 
fact still has to be interpreted, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, if it's coming through the wrong lens or if it's not coming through the personality that they would envision, you know, that person is just going to shun it for whatever reason. So some would say that Joliet's problem is an extension of Chicago's problem, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, if you live out of the city, particularly out of Cook County, you know, this, this, we just need to be a separate state, right? So even though this is a very local issue, it affects the broader category. Mm-hmm. What do you say? You know, when they're like, hey, look, okay, this is great for Joliet, but we want Joliet to be Joliet, mm-hmm. not Chicago. Like, what do you say to this person that just kind of wants this difference? Yeah, no, I think it's an appropriate question. I think that when this is all said and done, I think that people deserve to have their say on what they want their communities to be. Point blank and period. And I think this is what this campaign is about. People need to be able to share. They need to be able to give off, give, give, give their opinions and thoughts on what's in their backyard. They need to, they need to be able to share what they want um, for their own neighborhoods. Um, and they they need to be able to participate in 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 local government that can p- potentially um, help change what their what their perspectives are. Now, I think that 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 the, to the core of that, um, I like to dig deeper and find out, you know, what does that really mean? Is that from an infrastructure standpoint? Is that from a housing standpoint? When people talk about the relationship between, you know, the metropolitan area um, and how it impacts the suburbs, you know, I always think to myself that at the end of the day, there's also so much, so much to learn um, from metropolitan Chicago, and there's so much to learn. Um, in our suburbs. And I think when it's all said and done, you know, I think that we owe it to ourselves to take a step back and, and us to identify, you know, some statistics and some research relative to the impact of, of both of the suburban life, the metro life, and how that definitely will impact the folks that's in our neighborhoods. But ultimately, you know, I, I believe that this campaign is not going to um, appease uh, every single person, but I think that I think that our goal is we're trying to get people involved. We're trying to get people to to stand up and have a say over what's happening in their neck of the woods. And I think the best part about that is is if that if if what you would like to see is less impact from the 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 metropolitan uh, Chicago impact in local suburbanites. Let's let's talk about this. Let's see what that looks like, and let's see how you're willing to jump in and unite with your neighbors to see uh, where the common ground is. And so that's what that's what I, I I think this comes back to people. It comes down to what do you want. And what are you willing to do to show up and to really make sure that you're willing to unite with people to get exactly what you need to do? And unfortunately, we're living in a world that we have a lot of people that tend to want to lean in on on um, on their soapbox. But when it comes down to really getting involved and really making the difference, um, you start to see that see some people um, fall asleep in the area. I hope this campaign will 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 wake people up. Mm-hmm. I hope campaign will help people to become more united. I hope this campaign will represent individuals that realize that at the end of the day, the very very instance when we look across the road and we talk about our our fellow brothers and sisters, that when it's all said and done, 
we we probably are facing more in common and what and more more things that are alike than not. And it's going to take a lot of hard work. But I think uh, if people are willing to do the work, if people are willing to regain hope and to really start working with local leaders, I think we could probably see um, a, a change in really really changing the mindset on how people look at um, the relationship between metropolitan and in and, and our uh, uh, suburbs. I like it. I got a couple more questions. What are you running as? So city council. So it is, it is. No, no, party, party, party. So, you know, the good thing about uh, uh, this particular, um, uh, the city council local election is that you don't, this is not a partisan election. So, so I, I do not have to declare a, 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 a particular um, party. I am running as Christopher J. Parker rallying neighbors for United District 4. And I really, when this is all said and done, um, I, I'm trying to get everybody to the table mm. to help make sure we can transform District 4. I think for far too long, our district has seen too many years of uh, disinvestment and divestment. And it's time mm. for a change. And I'm only willing to do this if we if we can unite people to step up to really to really um, bring the change that that we need to see. You know, I look at, you know, when I talked earlier, quoting when we first started, yeah. you know, this is personal for me. Um, mm. You know, my wife and I live in this district. My grandmother yeah. live in this district. My uncle, my aunts, my, you know, my brothers and sisters, my family, my neighbors, my friends. Um, this is personal. So what, what I'm looking to do is I'm looking to, regardless of, um, of what, what, uh, folks declare themselves as, um, I'm hoping that we would, this party, this, this, excuse me, this particular, uh, campaign will represent a collective of individual, whether Democrat, Republican, uh, independent, um, progressive will come to the table and let's just partake in some quality discussion that's going to lead to, us getting to work and us uniting this district for for collective impact. I like that. If I was living in Joliet, you'd have my vote on that answer right there. Because I showed, depending on what you were going to say, I mean, if you would have went left, I had a I had a joke and a question. If you would have went right, I had a joke and a question. But the fact that you t- <laughs> took the independent route, I was like, I'm actually not running as anything, kind of threw me off. So, a couple more questions. I know we're running down to the the, the grind. Um, you know, you you mentioned you said I live here. And I think that's vital because mm-hmm. a lot of times when political leaders run for offices, they don't necessarily live within the vicinity. They might have a piece of property that is there. They might have at one time lived there, but they're not really directly connected to the constituency in which they're going to represent. Mm-hmm. That's the first problem. Yep. But the second problem is I don't, what used to happen in yesteryear where you would have long tenure. Now it seems like, you know, politics is a resume builder, right? Like, hey, it was congressman, did Congress for a while, became a senator, did Senate for a while, became a governor, then I'm a run for president, right? It always seems like whatever somebody starts at, obviously this is not the end goal. So if somebody comes to you and say, hey, look, hey, I like you, Chris. I think you can represent Joliet Four, but four years from now, you know, and I want you to still be my representative. And now you're running for, you know, mayor or you're running for governor of Illinois. Not that you can't. Everybody has the right to a free will. You know, I don't want to just be swapping in, swapping out. What do you say to that person? 
Yeah, no, I think it's very simple. I think that no matter where I go, where, no matter where I ascend to or wherever, even if I decide to stay in this particular role until my time is up, um, I am a, a Christian, a faith believer that uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that when this is all said and done, that that my steps are already ordered. Um, and I think that the Lord knows our passion. He knows our heart. And no matter where I go, I think I will always serve people. I will always serve my district well. I will always be a phone call away and to really be able to help support individuals and to really make sure that I'm in position to help lead them. I think that sometimes people do have to um, elevate themselves. And I do I do think that sometimes it's meant for people to stay um, where they're at and, and have long term. Uh, I don't know exactly what that looks like or for myself at this particular point. I know that my my ultimate extreme focus, my tunnel vision is for District 4 and to serve the folks that, that again, that I've, for the last 36, seven years, have mm-hmm. lived next to, went to school with, um, have, you know, have worked with, um, and I'm looking forward to continue to serve those particular people. But you never know in this life. You never know where things go. Um, but the, the thing that I know the most is that I am, I am, um really, really looking forward to serving um this district. I'm really, really looking forward to bringing all the numerous of experiences that I bring out in the financial sector, um, the numerous experiences that I've that I've garnered and uh, working in community um development to really bring that back here um to the home front and really to, to unite people to work towards this collective impact of change. So there's a lot of excitement um that I hope people hear my voice that I'm really, really committed and excited for the work that we're going to do together. Um, we have a, a an event coming up where we're going to start start the discussion. And every month, my the goal is with my campaign is to have these different segments to come in, mm-hmm. have a seat at the table, and let's start building models around these discussions and how we can start seeing collective impact and change. So I I, I am so I'm I'm I'm, I'm really focused in on this district. And I, I, I at this point, I can't see uh, what's ahead at this particular point. I, I like it. Look, I, I'm going to let you uh, do this last one and I'll yield the floor to you. You're in front of your district, you know, Julia Four. If you could tell them anything, you could say, why vote for me? Right. If, if there is some differentiator, you believe you're the right person for the job. I yield it to you. You got a couple minutes. Why should district number four vote for you? Yeah, I think that um, the biggest thing that I think that that is going to be important for this upcoming election is that we take a step back and look at the role of a local leader, a local government leader that has the experience to really bring people together. Not only the experience to bring people together, but the experience to really make sure that once the election is up, once the knocking on doors and the talking with people that you have someone of true character that will take your thoughts, your voice, and, and literally take that behind the boardroom. And not only are you taking the voices of the people behind closed doors to make these important decisions of change for District 4, but you, you want to have somebody with the guy conscience that really seeks God and really is in a position to really make sure that that at the core of this particular role, that uh, among everything else, 
that um, I, I want to make sure that I am doing right by people and I'm doing right by God. They'll, they'll, those things are really what's going to make make a humongous difference. But on top of that, there's a lot of experience. There's a lot of things that, that I've been afforded an opportunity uh, to partake in. Um, and as we literally continue to you know, take time to own the campaign trail and I'll be out in the community. I've been out in the community um, and you get a chance to learn. You'll start to learn the uniqueness of character, um, the yeah. uniqueness of someone that is steadfast and that really cares about community. Uh, my wife and I are very committed to this community. We're committed to education. We're committed uh, to fixing and helping work with um, the other city council folks to help look at ways we can better improve economic development for the direct impact and improving safety and crime. Uh, but all when this is all said and done, I want you to know that I will never do this alone, that I am relying on key stakeholders in District 4. I'm relying on the neighborhood, the neighbors of our communities to walk with me, to work with me, to see the difference that you want to see that's what I'm really most excited about. And that is literally what you're going to get uh, as we look for on April the 4th, 2023, to walk away with the win and being able to represent you as your next district for councilman. With that being said, I think that that the, the, the good news is over time, you will get to know me and I will get to know you even better. And we're going to do this together. And I think that those reasons alone is why um, you should consider voting for me for your as your next district for uh, city council. Thank you for the question. No, no problem. Look, I like it. Y'all connect, Chris. Man for the people, man of integrity, man for God. He wants to work with everybody. Uh, as you see, he's not, you know, left, right. He's just perfect for Joliet district number four. And whatever he has in the future is for him as well. Y'all, if you want to keep seeing amazing leaders like Christopher Parker, you know what you got to do. You got to subscribe to the YouTube page, YouTube CB Space K. Hit me up on Instagram, Stephen K underscore global, Stephen K33. And where the best supplements are, www.cvmkglobal.store. Chris, if they wanted to support your campaign, they wanted to, you know, give you a shout out, where can they connect with you? Yeah, so we've got a couple different things going on here. So we have a, a, a campaign kickoff fundraiser that's coming up on October the 19th. That's Wednesday from 6 to 8. We're going to be in our district. We're going to be at, at the uh, Bishop's Hill Winery on 310 Bridge Street. You can find information for that at Parker for Joliet City Council. That's our Facebook page. We also have www.parkerforjoliet.com. There's plenty of ways you can definitely make sure that you connect with us. There's going to be a whole lot happening, a whole lot to hit the city of Joliet, and we are excited. Please be on the lookout for those areas. Please make sure you connect with us on Facebook, and I will look forward to seeing everybody out in the community because there's a lot going on, and you will see me out knocking on doors. And again, I got my ears open and listening to see ways that we can work together to help improve the district, district four in the city of Joliet. Y'all connect with them. Go to the campaign. Kickoff is at the winery. Support them. Meet them. Chat with them. Kick it with them. Get some red wine in your system. Have a good old time. <laughs> I know we got some coaching people out here. Have a good old time and really support. This is what it's about. This is true leadership. This is grassroots build up from the ground up. This is about transforming communities. Like I said, y'all, CV, Space, K. I appreciate my guest, Chris. And until next time, guys.